Welcome to Black and White Reviews, everyone. My name is Chuck. And my name is Lee. You know, it's funny. I was actually just going through how we usually do it, and I was expecting you to say Will. <laughs> but you're not no. Will. You're Lee. <laughs> I'm not Will. <laughs> oh, it's sad. You start getting mm-hmm. used to doing things a certain way, and all of a sudden it changes. Yeah, that's what happens. We are creatures of habit. Yep. And, you know... Speaking of habit, we are habitually going through Cobra Kai. We're like habitually, geez, we haven't talked about that. Well, I mean, yeah, we we are, we are. <laughs> I mean, uh, so these are fillers. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest. This is not Star Wars. It's not MCU. But we do not, enjoy this show, right? So, um, and I don't know. It's. So for everyone out there, this is um, this is a second attempt at this particular recording. We tried this before, and you know, as we've been trying to do things differently from recording from different places, sometimes the audio doesn't go the way we expect it to. Um, so we are giving this a you know a second go. So hopefully this time it'll be good. Yeah. Um, so we are presently on season two, episode three of Cobra Kai, titled "Fire and Ice." And, oh. uh, before we get into this one, um, not a long episode, but Lee, what was your uh, your overall thoughts on it? So, Fire and Ice, it's, I mean, we're, we're, we're on our third episode of this season, and obviously we're seeing things start to pick up, we start to see, an un- or getting an understanding of what's going to happen, who's doing what, um, honestly... I, I guess the, the big thing with me is I like to see I like to see good guys like win, you know. Mm-hmm. So no matter how much we're we're meant to like Johnny, Danny is always the good guy for me. He's right. always going to be. So when I see there's this rivalry, I'm like, ah, oh, can Johnny just like stop and just be like, <laughs> not be a jerk for once, you know? So this episode, I'm just like, ah, oh, they're really gonna keep this rivalry going, and I'm just like, well, that's what makes it a drama, you know? That, that's yep. what that's what gives it drama. So I'm like, okay, I enjoy it. I don't I don't have any qualms with it. Um, I, I think it's I think it's a well put together episode. I, th- I think the 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 season's going going very well. I mean, we're, again, we're going from a YouTube original to Netflix taking over, and I, I feel that you know they're they're still keeping giving it the same feel for the most part, and they're just adding to the story and not just trying to redirect and change. Right. You know, they're not they're not changing course. Right. Which is I think what's good about it. And, and as think, we see, I know we, we've watched more of this, including the third season, and we know that there's tons of ups and downs between their relationship, just Johnny and Danny. Right. So, you know, I, I'm okay with that. Right. And I think, too, just to, you know, to kind of go on your point of, you know, having the drama back and forth between Danny and Johnny until, you know, as we all know, you know, back in the movies, Crease was the other, you know, the other factor in the relationship as well too um so until another character is introduced to be the other side of it it has to be danny versus johnny right now until another oh, right until somebody else is introduced mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean i honestly don't think that i don't know a part of me gets the sense like they don't want to have this rivalry um but the way they write this, it's like 
if they didn't have it, they'd have nothing to live for. Or at least, right. And it, right. it seems to be on Danny's mind way more than it's on Johnny's. Well, they've they've kind of gotten into that whole thing too. Nothing to live for. It's just the whole like Joker and Batman. It's like if there's no Joker, is there a Batman? If there's no Batman, is there a Joker? You know, like right. they're trying to make it like to that level. It's ridiculous, but right. oh, whatever. speaking of Joker and Batman, um, usual um, rant. Um, Here we go. <laughs> DC just did a new animated movie called Injustice. So they took the video game Injustice and they made it a movie and it came out last year. Um, I just watched it. Oh my gosh. It was Is it good. Amazing. I will say this. If DC has a hard time making movies like like live action, their anime films or their 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 um, yeah, their animated films more than make up for it. Like Yeah. Superman they did a good job. Superman became like nasty evil like oh yeah oh oh yeah that's injustice so the injustice storyline has has always been really um it's always been exciting because it's like you don't expect that so when you see that happen you're like whoa that's nuts so anytime they can take that away from just like a comic booky whatever or like a video game okay but make it into something more cinematic which they did if you watch the the snyder cut yeah they kind of get into that you're like whoa like if they if they put that in a live action scale that's gonna blow people away right well there's this there's this one scene in the movie where um Superman actually is like killing people. Like first he kills Joker by punching him through the chest, like mm. straight through. And you see his hand on the other side of Joker. Um and then later on the film he goes to this like rave party and everyone's you know partying with Joker faces and the symbol and Superman gets wicked mad, and he goes in there, and he just laser laser beam kills everybody in the room, like hundreds of people, like hundreds of mm. kids. And like I'm like, holy what? Like yeah, they really went dark <laughs> with him. Um, yeah, but then they bring Superman from another universe, with the multiverse, and they come in and they fix everything. But it was where they where they lack in live action they more than make up in the animated films i actually appreciate it um so the whole you know you had to mention batman and joker so sorry for the rant but i I, i'm a dc fan i like marvel too but dc has always been the 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 heart of me Mm. i don't know batman's been it for you right batman it's always been batman and spider-man i've always kind of gone like on the fence with the two of them spider-man was always just like i can relate to him batman was always just so cool because he mm-hmm. didn't have powers right. you know that was the thing that's what's so cool about batman is he, he doesn't have any type of extraterrestrial or whatever powers that that make him better than anybody else he's just super smart and he's got a ton of money he's rich and he's nuts right so, I mean, most geniuses were a little crazy, right? And he didn't I mean, look fall at Einstein's into a bat or something to um. No, he didn't. <laughs> That's usually for bad guys. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> anyway, back to Cobra Kai. <laughs> hey, hey, at least we're not half an hour in this time. That's um, true. So, two, 
to start off the episode. <laughs> what are we at now, Chuck? <laughs> I think we're like ten minutes in, something like that. Yeah, it's okay. I don't know, whatever. Um, you see, you see, Johnny's at home working on a laptop, and he's on the phone. No, sorry, he's not. He's not at home. He's actually in this pawn shop. Talking to the, the guy that he was yep. trying to sell his Atari to. Um, <laughs> How much for the Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes in all mad. He's like, "This, I bought this computer here, and it does not work. And the guy's like, did you turn it on? He's like, it won't turn on. So he opens it up, hits the power button, turns it on. And they go through this whole thing about how the computer's broken. It's not really broken. Then he tries to get into the Wi-Fi doesn't know how to do that, doesn't know how to do anything. And he's, after he gets fixed out how to turn it on, he's now back at home trying to log in, and he's calling the guy at the pawn shop to have him walk him through how to actually use his computer. And it's pretty funny. The guy on the phone's like, I'm not the geek squad. I mean, <laughs> I'm a pawn shop owner. Like, <laughs> I, I really can't help you. Um, but then you finally see him get on, and he starts for the first time surfing through the web. And it's everything from the 80s and the early 90s. Bloodsport, Iron Eagle, you know, (laughs) there's some girls mixed into it. Government cover-ups. One of the government cover-ups where um, dinosaurs built the pyramids. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I thought aliens built the pyramids. Oh, Um, yeah. Well, aliens are dinosaurs are aliens and so are we, right? True. Um, and then an ad for Miyagi Do Karate pops up. Ah, yes. And um, he, he he's not too happy about that. Um, oh no! Because he he basically calls Cobra Kai. Like he's telling people don't <laughs> don't be, be a snake in the grass. Don't be a snake in the grass <laughs> and come get free lessons at Miyagi Do Karate. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. Yeah, and you know now at this point, Daniel. And you know what's funny? Even if you go back to the original movie, Daniel was always the one causing all the issues. And he was. Point, he was. Like, he got Johnny, <laughs> he, like, he doused Johnny with the water in the bathroom. He um, he hit Johnny on the beach first at the first fight they had. Like, everything that happened, Daniel started it all. Um, and in this case, Daniel started it. <laughs> he didn't mm-hmm. have to, he didn't have to, like, rip no. on Cobra Kai at all, but he did. No. Of course not. Um, then you get the opening scene where it says skip intro. And if you hit skip intro, you know, it brings you four seconds into the future. Um, then we have this whole beach montage. Um, and it brings us over to Dimitri and Eli, or Hawk, now that we know him, um, playing volleyball. And Dimitri cannot hit the volleyball over the net to save his life. <laughs> like, it hits the bottom Don't. of the net. Um, now, I don't know about you, but I know they're trying to make him look weak, but come on. Like, yeah, he's yeah. He's a 17 year old boy. Like, man, he could at least hit a he volleyball could. over a net. I know, but they're just, they're just showing that he doesn't know how to use his body, which whatever they're, they're playing it up. They have to, because otherwise how, how else are they going to advance his character? Right, I mean, because he has to get stronger sooner or later. Um, right. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Sometimes I look at film or movies, and I go, 
they went a little too far with that. I, I think this right here, a little too far. They could have made him still look weak, but not make him look like he's completely inadequate of do, even hitting a volleyball or like over a net. Like mm. it, he's not five. <laughs> he's a no. teenager. He's just very, very, very unathletic. Which is funny, so like I'm, I wouldn't call myself an athletic guy, but I can hit a volleyball over a net because I have. This guy, I mean, he's younger than us too. So here's what we have to remember: they're coming from a different generation than us. All right. <laughs> no, literally, the dude's like half our age, right? Right. If if not, you know, less. And we have to remember that is the video game age. Like we grew up and video games existed, but we still went outside and did right. something. Yeah. We, we, a we played, lot of we the played, kids and we played outside, not in a week. <laughs> right. And a lot of the kids in the generation, like the, you know, the young millennials and after, um, yeah, they, uh, they didn't. Right. They really didn't. They were coddled. They were stuck in front of video game systems. And the closest they got to real activity was a Wii, which, I mean, if you've ever played the Wii, you don't actually have to stand up and swing the bat. You can just flick your wrist. And then next thing you know, Grand Slam balls out of the park. Right. So that's what he's probably used to. So I, I, I think... I think we look at it and we can be judgmental, but and the the reality is he probably never really used his body for anything like that before. Right. That's so. funny. You, you mentioned you mentioned um, generations. My my two daughters, one's ten and one's fourteen, and my 14, watch out what you say. They listen to us now, so uh, I know, they're gonna follow you around and tell you how much of a jerk you are. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they do that to me. <laughs> I know. I get it all the time. My oldest listens to us regularly. Um, is, is that because I picked on her and, and said, why do you ask if you don't listen? <laughs> no, she just enjoys the conversation now. Well, that's um, funny. But she comes to me and she goes, so we were talking and um, and so my oldest, my oldest daughter's name is Faith and my youngest daughter's name is Kaylin. And Faith goes, Dad, did you realize that, we, that I found out that, uh, you know, Kaylin and I watched way different TV shows you were, when we were younger because we're from two different generations? I'm like... You're four years apart. You're in the same generation. <laughs> She's like, no, we're not. No, we're not. And I'm like, same no, generation. No, no, you totally are. Totally are. Totally the same generation. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, you guys watched, I'm like, you guys watched the exact same kids' TV shows, and I watched every single one of them twice. <laughs> once yes. for you and once for her. Um, yeah. But um, back to the Cobra Kai, that was just... It was just funny, but you see, uh, Dimitri has a Cobra Kai towel, and this girl on the beach walks by and asks if she, if he's part of Cobra Kai, and he's like, yeah, 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 you know, and she's like, oh, I want to hang out later, yada yada yada, and Hawk sits there and is like, man, you basically you can't take the credit if you're not going to put in the work, right? So when are you going to join? And Dimitri's like, no, I'm good. I'll take the credit and not put the work in. Um, and then Miguel comes over and he brings up Robbie and Johnny to Hawk and Dimitri and he's basically telling them he found out some information he doesn't say exactly what yet um, but he, we all know what this information is um, we've had this conversation before where you know we as the audience know this giant secret um, and we're now finding out for the second time because 
the characters in the show are now finding out what this giant secret is. And, hmm. you know, oh my gosh, did you know that Robbie was Johnny's son? Ah! Or are you just figuring out this episode? <laughs> <laughs> no way! <laughs> really? That makes no sense. Yeah, no, it's just like, okay, yeah, we got this. Like, when, when they did it, I mean, maybe it's because I already watched the show, but when I saw them dropping that bomb, I was like, and, oh, this must be new to them. Got it. Like, aren't they two episodes in after we already kind of got the, whatever? Yep, okay, got We're it. more than two episodes in. They found out, we found out last, in season one. That that, that's what was. I'm saying. We're two episodes into the new season after it already dropped, so... Like, it'd be one thing, like, if it was one episode we found out, the next episode the character found out, but it was one episode we found out, a season later, the characters find out. So, I don't know. I, I think some better planning on the writer's part in that sense would make it a little bit better, but hey, whatever. Um, it kicks over to Daniel and Amanda are in the dealership. Um, and they're having a fight because she realized that he just spent um, a good portion of the third quarter's profits from the dealership on this ad that he put online um, to promote a free dojo. So he spent all this money <laughs> that they're making to promote a free dojo, and she's not too happy about it. It's not a fight. It's a disagreement of sorts. Yeah, it was a small <laughs> argument that she won, and he gave in pretty quickly. I mean, uh, we're talking about Cobra Kai here and karate, so when you say fight, let's just be very specific. Verbal, <laughs> the, the, verbal there was disagreement. No, <laughs> no feet were flying. <laughs> there was nothing crazy going on. Nobody broke their, their you know, spine. Uh, oh, oh, not there yet. <laughs> oh yeah Oop. Oop. spoiler alert spoiler alert um so that was a quick scene and just so everyone knows too this episode is very very quick um total runtime aside from credits is like 20 minutes um and the last 10 minutes of it we're gonna pretty much just you know quickly go over because it's just one big scene um but we're now over to um Hawk and Miguel are at the dojo talking to Johnny about Robbie and asking him pretty much, you know, are you guys upset with us for the for the um, tournament because we know that Robbie is your son? He's like, basically, no, I'm not mm -hmm. upset with you because of that. I'm upset because you guys acted a certain way um, and you shouldn't have, whether right. he was his son or not. Um, then flicks back over to the backyard at Miyagi-Do and Robbie and Sam are sparring together. Um, and as we found out earlier in the season, Robbie had no electricity at his house, so Daniel went in and gave him a place to live at his house. I'm not sure if I had a 14 or a 15, 16-year-old daughter, if I would let a random 14, 15, or 16-year-old boy come live at my house. Wait, don't you have a 14-year-old daughter? <laughs> Yeah, so I wouldn't live. I wouldn't let a teenage boy live at my house. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> nope. Right. Big no. Um, Wait a second. Does, does your son have a ponytail, by the way? Let's let, let's let's not. Let's know. <laughs> <laughs> ah yes. He, he had a bath. 
and my <laughs> wife put it into a small ponytail. It looked awful. <laughs> it looks amazing. It looks horrible. Oh, it looks like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Cam. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm telling you, this is so cool. Like, you have two girls. I have two girls. Yeah. And when you have two girls, it's one thing. When you have a boy, it, it's 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 so fun. He's <laughs> he wants to box, so he'll take his socks and he'll put him on. He'll put them on his hands as if they're boxing gloves, and he'll start punching me with them. Um, well, he just punches anything, no matter what. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> but if he wants to, if he wants to legitimately, if he wants to legitimately box, he'll actually put gloves on, but they're socks. He just thinks they're gloves. Um, mm-hmm. And he'll just go, he'll throw some massive haymakers too. But yeah, the ponytail, uh, she goes, can we do that? And I'm like, no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Oh, um, man. So Robbie is thanking Sam for everything that her and her dad had been doing for him because he went from having no electricity and no water to basically having a jacuzzi in the backyard. Um, and then... Daniel comes out to start doing lessons, and then these two random kids come up, and they want to join Miyagi-Do because it's free classes. Uh-huh. And Daniel's like, sure. There's some paint cans and a brush out in the back. Um, go grab them and, you know, come out back. We'll start painting the fence, and we'll start painting the house, and we'll start doing all these chores. And the two kids are like, wait, wait, wait a minute. We, we want to learn karate not how to do your chores. Yeah, the d- dude's like, I knew this was was dumb. He just wants us to do his chores for him. Like, I knew this was a, was a, was a whole scam, you know? Like, like he, he was he was going there ready for it to be, you know, baloney. Right. And the thing is, is if you... If, if he wants to teach that way, fine. Your first Don't start w- that way. Your first words out <laughs> of your mouth, go grab a paint can and some paintbrushes, you're going to lose your clientele pretty quickly. And the crazy thing is, too, is he's a salesman. He owns a car dealership. He knows how to talk to people. He knows how to sell it. Why is he going down this path? Like, it's 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 not his character. Um, or he's right. getting so lost in what Miyagi had taught him and Miyagi that he just loses any frame of mind to anything else. Um, it kind of goes off character for Daniel, but, you know, he kind of teaches. He, he kind of learns the lesson at that point from that as well, too. Right. Um, we then see Johnny wanting to start his own ad. So he, he starts figuring out how to do it. Um, <laughs> and the way he makes the ad, he has Aisha basically just videotaping him break boards and punch this um, this punching mannequin, like a punching bag mannequin. And he is just saying the most vulgar, crude things, uh, the way of the fist. But he's, I mean, he's calling people names on the ad. Here's the thing. It's just awful. It it doesn't make any (laughs) sense to me because it's like he's starting to understand things a little bit. How does he still not understand that that talking like that is not appropriate in just everyday world stuff? Like. You can't just throw that up on the internet and everything's fine. Well, you can. I don't understand how he thinks that's... I mean, yeah, you could, but it's like he's trying to advertise, you know, where people's parents are going to pay for this. I don't know. I just think it's funny. 
don't know. <laughs> I just think it's weird that he's he's not catching on yet. Right. Why hasn't he caught on yet that this is not the way you do it? But for some reason, things work out for him. Right. It's. Uh, but that's because he's also the one of the main characters. So if it doesn't work out for him, there wouldn't be a show. Um, Miguel, Hawk, and Johnny have another conversation about Robbie. Um, at this point in time, Johnny's just being like, okay, it's not your business. Stay out of it. Um, Miguel is still pretty torn up about it because, you know, he's, he's getting this, like, father connection from Johnny, this father-son connection from Johnny. Um, and I, I think he's trying to feel some competition with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um No, no, just keep reading. Well, keep going. <laughs> keep going. I only, I only have, I got. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you were saying, Chuck? Uh, the goat, the legend of the ten <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, that was not for now. <laughs> I know. Um, well, Kreese happens to hear this whole conversation between Johnny, Miguel, and Robbie. Um, and he, he doesn't seem too thrilled about it. It then kicks over to Daniel and Amanda are discussing this festival. Um, the All Valley Festival which they don't talk about ever until this particular scene. So they go from having no festival at all, this whole episode, to all of a sudden there is this festival, and it's like two scenes away. Um, yeah. There was no buildup <laughs> at all to this festival. So it, it, it felt like it was out of place um, because this festival takes about half the episode, and there was literally no buildup to it. Um, nope, not at all. They discuss how to promote the dealership and the dojo all at once at the festival. Um, And they figure that out. It then kicks back to Johnny leaving the dojo. And as he leaves, the homeless lady that we've met a few times in season one is out there. And she's mowing on donuts that she found from the local donut shop that threw them out. She's like, they're not too stale, but they're pretty good. Um... And then she's telling Johnny to not steal her donuts. And Johnny's like, I'm not going to steal your donuts, lady. I'm all set. (laughs) (laughs) She's crazy. Um, Kreese confronts Johnny at this point and basically tells him that he needs to train Robbie um, because having Daniel train him is just going to cause issues. Oh, yeah, it's messed up. Um. You, you see at this point that Johnny starts thinking about things, the whole issue with Robbie, what it's to do with Miguel. He actually picks, he actually talks to Miguel to ask him to go for a ride, to go for a ride, to go to this diner. Um, this diner happens to be directly across the street from where Robbie was born. And Johnny goes down this whole story about how he has been a non-existent father because even the day he was born, he was drunk. Um, and he even didn't, he didn't even go into the hospital that the day that Robbie was born. And he basically was never around from that moment on. 
Um, mm-hmm. But then tells Robbie that, you know what, I'm not going to do that to you. Um, I'm not going to put you through that situation. Um, I'm going to be here for you. And I'm going to train you. You right. know, watching it, you see his heart behind it. And you can hear what he's trying to say. But I'm looking at it going, okay, you're trying to mentor, father, you know, whatever, this, this, young, this young guy. But how you're going about doing it is telling him that, you know, I tried this once before and I abandoned him. But I promise you, I won't do it to you. Um, you could hear if you if it wasn't for the like the, the fluctuation in his voice and his tone, I, I think it would have been a bad way to do things. But you know, Rob um, Miguel did get what was going on, and they he you know. At this point, you see their relationship kind of go to a different level. Now it went from you know, semi friends and him being the the student and Johnny being the sensei, to now they're actually you know, they're closer than they ever have before because of this moment. Um, right. And it actually, for me, it actually, it actually gave uh, more depth to the character that is Johnny as well, too. Right. You start to, you start to actually like Johnny on a deeper level in this, in this part as well. Yeah, you do. I, I think this, this whole series goes back and forth on, who to follow, who to care for, and they, and they get a little bit more into their their emotional situation, and they, they try to, like, push on, like, this other emotion, like, okay, I never saw Johnny like this. Like, if you watch the original Karate Kid movie, nobody ever says, you know, oh, I really like Johnny. You know, Johnny's got it hard. Johnny's got it tough. But this whole series is showing the other side of Johnny, what his, what it was, what his family life was like, quote-unquote family life, you know, because right, just because so, you have money doesn't mean that you have a good life. Right, right. Um, well, in the middle of their conversation, Miguel receives a call um, or a text from Aisha saying that Miyagi Do is doing a demo at this festival. What about Miyagi Don't? Miyagi Don't. What are they doing? Not a demo at the festival. Okay, so Miyagi Do is, but not Miyagi Don't. Miyagi Got Do. It. You said Miyagi Do. Oh, did I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I meant to say Miyagi Do. Miyagi Do. Hey, man, you know what? I'm telling you, last night it must have been a full a full moon. I had legitimately. I think it was actually. I legitimately had 30 minutes of sleep. I got into bed at 10:30. <laughs> I tossed and turned, rolled. I I'm like, okay, it's now quarter of 12 if i fall asleep now i'll have six hours of sleep Mm, mm -hmm. then it was quarter of two and i'm like if i fall asleep now i'll have four hours of sleep then it was quarter of four and i'm like if i fall asleep now i'll get two hours of sleep then it was five o'clock and i woke up at 5 30 (laughs) <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh God. See, I, I kept hearing this weird thing, and it sounded like somebody was like break trying to break into my house. And it was actually we have this like little tiny gate on our back deck, which and I mean we only have pop- wind. It was it was smacking up against the side and it couldn't like close because there's so much uh ice and snow there, so it couldn't actually get to a point where it would latch. And and again, like we only have a partial deck because I've ripped most of it down. We're rebuilding, so it just kept smacking up against the railing. So uh, 
I, I realized what, so I was up for a lot last night. Today, I heard it again. I'm like, oh, that's that noise. I ran outside, saw it. I literally, I, I grabbed the door and ripped it off and threw it into the yard. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I was like, I'm done with this. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tear it all down anyway. So when I, when I saw what it was, I was like, ah! And my, my wife's like, did you just like ripped it off with your hands? I'm like, it's an old deck. It wasn't like it was hard. I just Man. went, rip. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, I hulked that thing. I'm telling you, I hulked out. On I, I kind of felt like I did. I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little out of shape due to the Rona, you know, but whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm up and running again, and apparently I'm strong enough to rip a gate door off <laughs> in one fail swoop. Wilson fixed anyway. that, ripped the door yeah, off. Yeah, I did, the yeah. As long as nobody, no, you know, little uh, little girl comes at me with an arrow or a bag of trick arrows, I guess I'll be fine. Right. Don't get one shot in the chest. Uh, so, to finish this episode, the the rest of this is the festival. Um, we get another quick another quick look at Stingray. Um, he comes back into the into the into the view for a little bit. Um, and you see Daniel with a cooler of sheets of ice, um, Mm -hmm. and they're prepping for their demo and Robbie, Sam and Daniel put on this pretty decent, you know, this demo with a very, uh, how, what kind of a feel would you call it? Like it was, it was calm. It was like going to a spa. Yeah, it was. It was very calm. It wasn't, and it wasn't bad. They were doing their thing. They were doing the Miyagi Do thing. We've seen Miyagi Do do the entire time. It's it's all about like balance and defense calmness. And yeah, well, not even defense, but it was just very simple and just like focus, focus, calm, attention, discipline. All right, got this. And then. And then, right in the middle so, of it, not even right in the middle of it. As soon as he, he's getting ready for his grand finale and pulling out these like, sh- like these blocks of ice, the six sheets of ice that he broke, basically in Karate Kid Two, he's bringing yep. it out for the demo. Which I think, if he got to do that, and he could have shown people that he could cut through with his with his hand six like one inch slabs of ice. Yeah, he probably. Oh, those were more than one inch. Those were pretty thick. Yeah, but there was either way, even if it was Still. six inches of ice, either way. But um, mm-hmm. if, if he could have performed that and got went through with it, um, I think he probably would have gotten more viewing because that's pretty cool. Um, but in the middle of that, all of a sudden you hear, you, you, you see lights flashing, you hear music, and you hear Cobra Kai running in. Um, and they have this intense demo. They're breaking mm-hmm. boards. They're with blindfolds on. They're um, sparring with each other. They have flares up on the stage. They have sparks. They have lights. They have fire. They have all this stuff. Uh, They're loud. They're obnoxious. They're catchy. They're all over the place. Um, And they put on a pretty good show. Um, Yep. I I was pretty impressed with it. And then it ends the demo with Johnny gets five giant concrete slabs has someone light it on fire and then he breaks the bricks and he breaks all five bricks at this point you have the entire crowd chanting cobra kai cobra kai and you see daniel and robbie and sam kind of you know hanging their heads in shame almost like ah we lost this whole thing 
um, you know, the whole fire and ice thing. You got Cobra Kai with all these fire, all this fire and these flames, and you got Daniel with his with his you know sheets of ice. So that's kind of like where they got the title from. Um, and as you know, and as this all happens, as they start chanting Cobra Kai, end scene, roll credits. That's it. Episode over. All um, she wrote. I think it's one of their quickest, one of their fastest episodes. Absolutely. To date. Absolutely. So I think I, I like that it's quick. I like that it's not, you know, drawn out. It just gets to the point. They have their little jab. It's like jab, jab, a couple of jabs back and forth. And that's pretty much what they're at right now. So we're like, okay, we're going to keep on going. We're going to keep on moving forward. And uh, all right, this is going to be hit for hit now. Right. So that's uh, that's that. Yeah, it's that. So, yeah, I mean, I was kind of glad that they did a quick episode here because they got to the point. Um, they solidified more of the rivalry going on, especially with this uh, with this vat with this vessel that they had, and they did a really good job. You're starting to see instead of seeing a lot of different stories back and forth, um, you're starting to see the two stories kind of meld together. Um, you know, what's going on with Johnny is also going on with Danny and not just separate stories. Um, but overall, I, I, I actually liked this episode. Um, it was not boring. It was not drawn out. It was precise and to the point, and I liked it. So, yeah. Overall thoughts for you? Before you- Good episode. Short and sweet and right to the point. Right. I mean, to me, it was to the point. Like, like here's what's happening. It's, again, it's just it's, it's punch for punch, you know? Right. And, and, and I wish I wish more TV shows actually would put in episodes like this into their, you know, throughout their season. Put in just and not quick, just drag it out, not just yeah, drag it longer the, and longer for the sake of just dragging it longer. There's no need to do it. So, right. But you know what? Not to drag this episode out. Cobra Kai season two, episode four, titled The Moment of Truth. So we are now basically a season and a half into this um, TV show now. Well, TV show. It's not really a TV show. Netflix original. Um, And we're getting a lot of character building here. And so far, so good. But, you know, now that we're into the halfway through this season, um, overall, how are you liking season two compared to season one? Well, like I said in the last episode, Chuck, I, th- I think that it's they're doing a good job keeping the feel of of what they started when they did the YouTube original. Um, it's not it's not far off. It's not like they're going off on some ra- random tangent that doesn't fit. It seems like it fits. It seems pretty cohesive to me. So right. I, I'm I'm enjoying what they're doing. No, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Um, they're I I think they're they're character building enough, giving us entertainment enough. Um, and they're not too heavy on either side. Um, so, you know, kind of like last episode, you had a really quick, fun, engaging episode. Then you'll get an episode where they do a little more character building. Um, then you'll get an episode where they do a character building and entertainment, you know, fights like that all at once. Um, so I feel like the, just the, the feel of the, of the series, it flows really well. It's not too boring and drama. It's not way too much action where you lose the character building. You get a good feel and a good mix of both, and I appreciate that. Right. Um, so I will say the writers and directors of this show did a fantastic job. Right. Um, 
So to start off with this episode, um, <laughs> we see Dimitri entering Cobra Kai um, because he wants to join Cobra Kai. Um, and he runs into Crease, and you see Crease just sitting with his arm crossed, his arms crossed, just staring at this like weak, frail little doll of a kid <laughs> wanting to join. And he tells Crease, he's like, I want to learn how to hit and kick without actually getting hit or kicked. Um, he's just listing his demands as if, as if it's like he's a gift to them. Right. It's hilarious. <laughs> You see him. You get my money if you follow my rules. Like I don't understand why he thinks this is okay. I mean, maybe he he did say right off the bat, he's like, "Oh, I thought you were the other guy." So he somehow thought that Crease was going to be softer. I don't understand. I don't understand why he thought that. Because if you see Crease, no matter what, I would be like, "Have a nice day, sir. See you later." Like I would not go anywhere near this man. Well, you said it last episode, you know, it's his generation, you know, yeah, that generation is very, you know, entitled, Um, you know, they demand it, they want it, they, you know, they think they're going to get it. Um, So then he starts talking about Kreese's tattoo and, you know, making adjustments of how it's supposed to look. And then it just flips to the outside curb of the of the dojo. And you see Dimitri coming outside with a bloody nose. (laughs) Crease <laughs> so, was not having it. Oh, um, it was, but his, it was hilarious. The face he made with the squinty eyes. I was like, oh, yeah, the, oh man. You could just tell that it was, Crease was not having it. Oh, it was hilarious. If that happened today, though, like for real, Crease would have the cops called on him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you gave my 16 year old son a bloody nose, and he's mm-hmm. in his 50s. Like, for no, but you know, Dimitri won't go tell his parents. He just yeah brushes off and goes. Um, Robbie and Sam are now talking, um, and they're talking the difference between Miyagi Do and Cobra Kai, and they're talking about how Miyagi Do um, is more about defense, and they need more offense. Um, which is why people aren't joining. People want to learn how to kick. They want to learn how to throw a punch. They want to learn how to, you know, all the exciting stuff that we see when we watch martial arts shows or movies. They want to learn that. Um, whereas Miyagi-Do isn't really teaching you that. He's, they're teaching you more um, reaction and defending and counter, you know, counterfighting um, versus just attacking. And... <clears throat> Then you see Daniel fixing his old yellow car that he got in Karate Kid 1. The banana boat. Yeah, he's repairing it back together. Um, He's washing it all up, cleaning it all up. And he's having a conversation with Robbie and with Sam about, you know, looking people in the eye, being honest with them, how to connect with them. He learned that when he opened up his first car dealership. We tried doing his first sales job. And that's what separated him from everybody else. And he's going to utilize that same technique now um, Mm -hmm. where he's going to look people in the eye and just be honest with them. And he's thinking that this will be enough. It will be enough. Um, Mm -hmm. The question is, will it be enough? 
Um, what do you think? Will it? Um, no. 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 It's no. When you're talking about martial arts movies, <laughs> yeah, you you want the action. Like, if if you promote an action a martial arts movie and there's not a lot of martial arts and it's just defense and it's just people kind of like ducking out of the way and walking away and maybe doing a few blocks here and there and it's not that exciting. I wouldn't watch it. Um, no. It's like, I, I'm a huge Jackie Chan fan and I love a lot of his older movies. And I got this movie and on the cover is a picture of Jackie Chan and it gives the title and it says Jackie Chan in this movie. Mm-hmm. I watched the entire movie. He was in it for one three minute scene. <laughs> you know, so if you're, if you're going to promote something about a show or a movie and you don't actually have it in it, it, it kind of loses its, its, you know, its flavor at that point. Um, it now kicks over to Johnny is back at the dojo and the landlord comes over and raises his rent. And Johnny goes, so because I have more students, you're going to raise my rent. He goes, exactly. You make yeah. more money. I make more mm-hmm. money. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh geez um, then we're back into the dojo and Stingray now he's not Stingray <laughs> yet but we know him as Stingray um, <laughs> he's always Stingray he's always Stingray he comes in and he wants to join and they're not having it and he's like well I have all this cash I have all this money you know, he's got all this money to burn. I'm just, I'm living at my mom's house, so <laughs> I'll just, you know, pay it. So they kind of take the money. Um, and he, Johnny lines everybody up, and Miguel is the champion from last year, last season. Um, so he has all these new recruits, and he says, okay, new recruits, who wants to take on the champion? Who wants to fight Miguel? And now we get, ent- we get introduced to this new character, Tori. Mm-hmm. Um, she comes in. <laughs> the The girl who plays her has been a Disney Channel character for the past like ten years. Oh, okay. News to me. <laughs> yeah, my daughters watch a lot of Disney Channel stuff. Oh, they did. And um, yeah, she she played on quite a few stuff. And you know, watching her as this young, you know, teenage girl then going on to this show you're like what a difference yeah she's not the same person in the show um well you see her come out and her name is tori and she takes on miguel and she knows how to fight pretty stinking yep. good yeah, like street fight though not so much like martial arts but she's like she's good at what she does right she's good enough where in the end she takes miguel down and she wins and she gets to stay um, it then kicks over to Daniel, Robbie, and Sam are in the car and they're on their way to the beach. And it, it's a beach, but it's a beach club. So it's this giant yeah. mansion with a pool in the back, you know, kind of like a resort on the beach. They don't actually go to the beach because the beach is empty for this entire episode. Um, but everyone's <laughs> in the back of the resort. Um, and Daniel's going there to talk to all the parents in his club. They all have the money. Ironically, even though his classes are free. 
he's yeah. going all to these rich people for classes. Um, and all of a sudden, now in this part, you know, this episode goes back and forth quite a bit. You see Aisha at this point. She runs into Tori at this convenience store. Um, and Aisha's parents go to the same beach club. Um, so she invites Tori to the beach club with her. Um, and at the same time through all of this, you see Miguel talking with Johnny and how he's, you know, worried about Crease and, you know, Crease has this attitude and, you know, he's really not good for the dojo. Johnny, you know, reassures Miguel that nothing is really going to happen and he kind of defends Crease. Um, and it kind of just gets left there for right now because, yeah. you know, we, we want to see the building up of what Crease does, you know, because obviously if Johnny has to be blinded to what's going on for there to be a story. Um, I, I think that he's smarter than that <laughs> to a degree, but maybe not. I could be wrong because um, you see him catch on, then he falls back into it, then he catches on, then he falls back into it. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think that he's smart enough for it, or do you think that he's they're just playing him off as this stupid idiot that just doesn't get anything? I think they're 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 trying to send us set us off a little bit, and we're gonna see we're we're gonna see more and more as they as it progresses, you know. But they're trying to they're trying to throw us off, which is I think what makes any good show a good show is is throwing us off a little bit, where his character could be you know sort of oblivious to certain things or kind of just be prepared in his own way and like know more than he's pretending to know. Right. Um, so right now Johnny has to defend Crease until something happens until Johnny you know is affected by Crease in negative light he's going to defend him um, like you were saying we're now back at the this beach club and there's a conversation between Sam and Aisha they meet up there and Aisha's mad at Sam because her dad was dishing was um, dishing out you know bad remarks about Cobra Kai and then Sam's all upset because Cobra Kai, you know, stole the show at the festival um, in the last episode. And it ruined it for Miyagi-Do. Yep. Um, we, we see Robbie sitting down on a, uh, a beach chair. And the, I don't know if he's the owner or the manager or whoever he is, comes over to Robbie and recognizes him. He says, oh, we yeah. told you before, you're not welcome here. You need to leave. Um and then Amanda steps up and she's like, no, he's with us. He's welcome here. And the guy's like, you don't understand. And she goes, no, you don't, you understand. don't understand. He's <laughs> staying. And it's crazy. You know, the the members have like, she has more say than the owners and the manager of that place. Well, because they're the paying customers. They're They're paying, you know, they've probably invested a lot into the place. And yeah, there's a, a thing there. Right. So in between this whole this whole episode primarily takes place at this beach club and we get kind of, you know, it, it flicks back over to portions of Johnny and Crease. Um, you hear you see Crease on the phone in the office at the dojo and Johnny kind of hears him from behind, you know, outside the dojo and 
Kreese is having this really aggressive phone call and he's getting angry and upset on the phone. And Johnny kind of hears it and he, he sees Kreese getting mad and he doesn't fully get what's going on. So no. he kind of addresses it and Kreese is like, no, no, it's, I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, just dealing with some stuff at, you know, where I live, my apartment at this hotel. And he gives the name of this hotel, which we'll get to later on. Um, we're back at the beach club and Daniel is having a conversation with all the dads about Miyagi-Do and how he's going to teach people, all the kids, how to, you know, defend themselves and, you know, kind of get self-control and self-discipline. He's going through it and they're all listening intently to him. Um, and they're having a great conversation. And then Aisha's mother comes in. <laughs> And just goes. Oh, are you talking about Cobra Kai? She's like, wait, what? <laughs> they're like, Cobra Kai? And she goes into it and she has this video of Aisha doing her show at the uh, at the at the Valley Fest. Right. And totally just rolls over what Daniel's trying to do and changes the conversation from Miyagi Do to Cobra Kai. And now everybody wants to sign up their kids for Cobra Kai completely goes the wrong way for what Daniel's trying to do. Um, it's it's a little ridiculous because you would think that because he was laying the groundwork that some of them would have been like, oh yeah, karate like this? Cool, let's do it. But they were all just like, no, 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 no. Like after he invested all that time, I'm surprised that none of them jumped on his side. Right. It, I mean, it, was, it, was, it was almost like the fathers were acting like 18-year-old kids. Like, ooh, like that looks really cool. You know, well, that's You're, what they were playing into. Yeah. Right. You know, it, it, it kind of gave a sour taste to me at that point for a little bit because it's like, like you were saying, have one or two of them be like, I, I like what you're doing. Right. It kind of gave, right. gave the fathers like they didn't have any honor or respect. They were just more like, ooh, yeah. I want my kid to be showy and flashy and learn how to kick and punch and break boards and all that kind of stuff, which is cool. But that's all they were looking at. They weren't looking at self-discipline. They weren't looking at self-control and, you know, how to right. actually, you know, do all that stuff. Well, it's all about the, it's all about the, you know, the glam and the fashion and all this stuff. Like the stuff is like, "Ooh, look look how cool this is. The explosions and the, you know, whatever." Right. The exciting things. And that's which, what's going to get people's attention. That's how that's marketing. Right. But which, again, you got Daniel who is like a car salesman with with like a very good business. Why does he not know that well because Why is he he's failing at it right be, well because the thing is he's trying to he's trying to sell something very real right. that he truly believes in i mean he believes in the cars and that's why he sells which he does get into at one point the reason he's able to sell things is because he actually sells things he believes in right which is why i eventually had to leave sales you know i worked in sales for a while but they started pushing stuff on me that i'm just like i can't back this product i'm sorry you know but anyway, that's the thing is like if you can if you believe in what you're selling, then, yeah, you can sell that to people because you're selling from your heart. If you're right. just trying to, you know, push, push, push and you want to go like all this marketing stuff, it's it's amazing that what Johnny is doing is working. It, it's like some weird miracle where he is well, just the, getting all these amazing things. Well, what you what you really see, too, is you see Johnny just Johnny's being 100 percent authentic. Yep. 100 percent Johnny. Right, and Daniel's just trying way too hard. Yeah. You know, he's overthinking it, he's overdoing it, and Johnny is literally just being Johnny, and yep. I will give Johnny that. Um, yep. So, I mean, 
I would be more intrigued by Johnny's stuff than Daniel's stuff. If I was yep. that as well, yeah. too. I guess so. Um, but while Sam and Aisha are having the conversation, Tori comes up. Um, and she gets introduced to Sam as she is basically stealing a bottle of vodka from <laughs> this beach club. Yep. Um, yep, yep. Which kind of leads into more storytelling later on. But Sam's like, you shouldn't steal that. And then she's like, well, no one's going to really notice it. Which is true. But at the same time, you know, Sam's still trying to stand up for, you know, this club that she heard and family go to all the time. We now see Johnny following Crease around as he's driving around. And he's calling all these hotels trying to find where he's staying. As Crease is driving, you know, walking around. Johnny's driving around. And the crazy thing is, you know Johnny's car. That Dodge, oh, yeah. that black and yellow Dodge Charger, Challenger, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. How did Crease not notice it? It wasn't I like have he was... no idea. He's just following around. And I'm like, okay, listen, I've had to follow people around. I did it for work once, and it was one of the weirdest things because I felt like I had to be super cautious. Right. So I stayed like cars behind. I had sunglasses and I had like a hat. My, I had like a giant beard and everything. I'm like, oh, they'll never recognize me. And I followed them like from a real distance. They had no idea. But I eventually lost them because I, I gave them too much. So the next day I followed them again. <laughs> And I was closer, but the guy had no idea. Now, I'm not doing this because I was being malicious. I actually had to do this because there was some sketchy stuff going on um, at yeah, work evidence. where people were being, yeah, people were, were um, violating people's rights, and I had to actually have documented evidence. So I took the day to just stake out, listen to some notorious B.I.G. and follow a guy around the, the town of Manchester or the city of Manchester. <laughs> um, but... The point is, you got to be a little tactful when you're following people because it's pretty obvious, especially if you're like, you know, 10 feet away from the guy. And this <laughs> car that every, this car that says Cobra Kai all over it, the big with big stickers of actual Cobras on it. Um, yeah, if he if he was just driving a regular car that kind of blends in one thing, mm-hmm. but this car does not blend in. No. No, no. It's, he's right there. And I'm surprised Crease being military, being, you know, this smart guy that he is, doesn't catch on to it. Yeah. Um, we're now cutting over to Daniel. Is He's going for a walk on the beach because um, you just need to get away for a little bit. And he sees this guy on the beach fishing. And the guy reminds him of Mr. Miyagi. Mm-hmm. So he starts having a conversation with him and he's like, did you catch anything? He's like, not yet. He goes, but if you, if he goes, if you have something worth biting, the fish will find you. You just need to be patient. And Daniel's right. like, you sound like my friend as well too. You sound like Mr. Miyagi, basically um, mm-hmm. this little, you know, gem. So it kind of gives him this thing of keep doing what you're doing. Be patient. People will come because it's the right thing to do. It's not because it's just flashy. Um, which there is some truth to that, but you could also build up that principle with some flash, you know, and when people walk into the convert, when people walk into your dojo, don't make them do chores the moment you say hi to them. Right. <laughs> you know, have some tact in the whole thing. Yep. Um, we now notice that Sam's mom is missing her wallet. Um, and Sam accuses Tori of it. Why does she accuse Tori of it? Because she just saw Tori steal a bottle of vodka. So, 
Sam jumps the gun. If, you know, obviously, if Tori stole this bottle of vodka, she obviously stole her mom's wallet. Oh, obviously. Um, they kind of get into a shoving match. Tori pushes Sam into this table, knocks the table over, knocks all the food over. Um, Robbie knows what happens. And he actually knows who did it. So he actually goes out to the beach. Um, and under this dock, he sees this pile of wallets. And then you mm -hmm. see him setting up his cell phone. Um, and he puts on record. And I'm going to... So the, from this point on, these two stories, they, they're constantly going back and forth. I'm just going to share them as one story, one at a time. Um, so it won't be in order. But... Robbie now it gets confronts the kids that were actually in season one that wanted to break into LaRusso Auto mm -hmm. that he fights with outside of LaRusso Auto. Right. Um, and he has his camera set up on his phone to record this because his thought is, okay, if I can record a fight, you know, we could make our own ad showing what Miyagi Do can actually teach people, you know, kind of thinking outside the box. Um, well, what happens is he's, he, he confronts these the first two guys, and then this third guy behind him comes out and knocks him over the head with an oar. Um, yep. Knocks him out. <laughs> Who is this guy? First of all, this guy, he's like 40-something. Like, they're, they're, they're young, and this guy's like maybe mid-40s. Right. If not more, but he's dressed up like... Uh, like I don't know, Popeye or something. Like he's right. he's wearing like this big stripy shirt. And his hair's dyed red. It looks it looks like a joke. It looks like you probably never saw Johnny English, right? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. With with uh, Rowan Atkinson, where he describes the assailant that didn't yep. exist. And he's like, oh, he had like big fuzzy red hair, and he had a scar on his cheek, the shape of a banana. They're like, oh, which <laughs> cheek? Uh, both cheeks. Like it, this character looks made up. Like Rowan right. Atkinson just made him up. Like who is he and why is he there? No explanation. He's just this this older guy who just joined their crew, dressed up like like a, a little boy from nineteen forty seven. I don't know. Right. No, it was, it was pretty funny. Um, and you see it, and all of a sudden, Daniel comes out of nowhere and starts fighting these kids. He's fighting teenagers. Yep. And they're <laughs> videotaping it. Yes. <laughs> He's beating up teenagers, and they want to videotape this and use it as a promo. <coughs> He's not in a dojo training teenagers no 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 he's just beating he's, them up he's legitimately beating them up and they want to use this as a promo video yep um not sure how what i would what my that wouldn't be my first go-to like not at all no so i want you to beat up somebody i want to videotape it and i want to show the whole world that you beat these people up um yes. so in the long run robbie actually finds the wallet wallets because there were multiple wallets stolen out of the out of the club Yep. Um, and they go back and he's the, he's the hero. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the other part of this whole story back and forth is Johnny is following crease around and he follows crease into this, I don't know, homeless shelter. Is that what you would call it? Um, it's like a veterans home. Yeah. It's kind of home. It's, it's not a homeless shelter. It's like a community living weird situation i don't know what that is 
so, right, something well, he, that's that he's getting some type of government funding to be allowed to be in there. Right. Yeah. And he's having an argument with this older guy in the in the in the building. And Johnny walks up and he walks in, he's talking to Crease and he starts to hear and then Crease kinda now you're starting to see the real Crease. Come to find out he's been doing this for ten years since the since he left the military. Uh, they wouldn't let him back in the military. Um, and, you know, for the last 10 years, because he had no job, nobody would hire him. You know, he couldn't get back into the military. You know, he was just bouncing from place to place, living basically as a homeless guy, finding yep. small, odd jobs here and there. Mm-hmm. Um Johnny offers a proposal to Crease to come in and join as a another sensei in the dojo, um, and he would pay him and to help him get off his feet. Yeah. Um, and then you see at the very end, you see Johnny has his class in the dojo. And he sets it up where okay, he's going to teach a lesson, but he's going to have Crease teach this lesson. And then the real, then all of a sudden, the this right here is what sets up, I believe, the rest of the story of Crease, um, because they're teaching the class, and Johnny lets Crease teach a quick lesson. Crease says, "You let your enemy think you are retreating, and just as they let their guard down, that is when you strike." And this is exactly what um, what he's doing to Johnny right now. Yep. He, he's 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 forcing Johnny, you know, he's manipulating Johnny to actually let his guard down. So when the time is right, he's gonna strike. Um, so uh, it's weird. Throughout this thing, Crease claims to have all these friends, Johnny, other people, but they're not really friends. He's just using and abusing them the oh, whole yeah. the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and right after Crease gives that little speech, end scene, roll credits, episode over. Um, yeah, another. Yeah. Oh, it was a. It was, right. like, it was about <laughs> half an hour long, but the whole. Yeah. But the last, you know, ten to fifteen minutes of it was the back and forth between the story that was happening at the beach club with Johnny and I mean with Daniel and Robbie. And then Johnny increased. So it was going back and forth. So it, they drew it out a little bit longer. Um, but, you know, overall, those are the two stories just without any breaks in the middle of them. So, right. Um, but again, you know, I, I give kudos to this episode. I think they did another good job. They introduced another character. And I think they do that really well, too. They bring in characters along the way um, that just add to. It doesn't seem right. to take away. It doesn't seem to hurt what's going on it just consistently adds to it um and and tori becomes a main character of the show and you don't usually see that often in a tv show no usually you're introduced to the main characters pretty pretty quickly on um or pretty early on in this case they introduce characters along the way that remain for a while True, and I, and, and, it, and it actually makes the show better, I think. And it- well, let let's look at what they've done before. So let's go back to just um, like cinema and stuff like that, where, where um, <clears throat> excuse me, where we've got 
characters introduced and then multiple characters that are kind of running the whole thing. So one big deal for me was we watched Iron Man, we watched Incredible Hulk, you know, Incredible Hulk, we watched this and that and everything. Then we have the Avengers and we go, how are they going to pack all of these characters into one movie and still give them all enough time for the movie not to be like this power struggle back and forth? And then you get to something like Infinity War and you're like, whoa, how did I even think that Avengers would be an issue? This is insane, you know? And I think that um, today's filmmakers and even showmakers, I guess we'll say, um, they've, they've, uh, they're starting to understand how they can fit multiple main characters into a story and still make a good story. So we're seeing right. that here too. So w- with this... Um, I mean, just we, we always throw it back to the MCU or Star Wars because that's pretty much what we always do is, is those main things. It's our things. Niche, yeah. It's, it's our thing. So, uh, anyway. So, in seeing how they're able to do that, it's like, well, then, yeah, of, of course we're going to be able to have a, a slow uh, build to get these characters. And we saw with MCU, like, I always say that the first Avenger... Was was definitely just like a, we have to hurry up and make this movie, otherwise Avengers makes no sense. Right. No offense, but that's what that was. Same with Thor. The first Thor movie was was just kind of here you go, and then the Dark World was more of a oh, well we need to really build on this love interest thing because we're gonna do something at some point, and we need this red stuff that eventually is some type of Infinity Stone. Okay, so let's make that. Like those two movies were really just thrown in there, and I don't, I don't think they really built on the character until we started getting stuff. You know, his, his, you know, Thor's character <clears throat> built up more in the Avengers movies where he had crossovers right. with others, and then Ragnarok and so on and so forth. So here, they're doing a TV show, so it makes sense where they have the ability to add new characters in. So we've seen some characters that were like, oh, are they going to get a bigger part? Are they going to become more of more part of the show? Um, and then they kind of just like fall off. Like the two kids that they were like making fun of and giving them like, you know, names to pick on them. Like, I'm going to call you Buttface or whatever, you know. Like, I didn't know. We didn't know if those characters were going to go somewhere, right. you know, but they haven't yet, really. They're, they're kind of there, but they're just in the background. So that leaves a lot of a lot open for for new main characters to come in and especially especially if you're gonna throw in something like a love interest okay right. well here we go so let's look at one of your favorite shows um uh oh my god i it's not on my shelf i can't see it right now where did i put it uh the, the superman show smallville smallville um I mean, they had some main characters that were always the main characters, but they did start to, to introduce some other characters later on that became staples in part of the show. Lois Lane, well, that, for example. Well, that's because they, they introduced people that were already in comic books. Well, in comic books, yeah. They're, already, they're already main characters. Well, regardless, let's just say that all of this stuff from Cobra Kai was just dreams, right. you know, from somebody who, who wanted to do this for years and finally, after 30 years, decided to do it. So, okay, here we go. Here we are. 
So the point is, like, having the opportunity to add in characters and build can build the cast out further, can add more drama, especially if there's, like, a weird love triangle or something going on. Okay, great. Well, we have to start bringing in some other strong female characters that would fill into that or some strong male characters that might fit into that as well. I mean, for example, if you just had the show go off with Miguel and Sam and that's it, not introduce Robbie, not introduce Tori or anybody else, then... Exactly. You're not you're not going to have that story go anywhere. So I'm not surprised that they did it. I'm glad they did. It. I'm glad they did it when they did. Did um, <clears throat> when they first came up with the show on YouTube, did they expect it to go there? Probably not. not. They didn't they didn't know where the show was going to go. They're like, we're just going to make our first the first YouTube show ever. And then the only whatever. YouTube show ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, so far, so far, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'll be optimistic for YouTube. Come on, YouTube. I got faith in you. You could do I, something. I don't. Um, but anyway, yeah. No, I think it it made sense. It worked out well. Um, but there's all, there always has to be a good balance. Sometimes they introduce way too many characters. Could you imagine if Lord of the Rings had all the characters that are in the books? Oh, God. None of us, nobody could follow those bo- those movies. I mean, the movies were hard enough to follow as it was, They're as short. far as all the names of characters and stuff like that. But They were pretty short. <clears throat> I mean, fairly short, yeah, for what the, they the are. Ex- I mean, the extended versions were... were only, only four hours. Four, you know? four and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm, but the amount of characters, that's the thing, is like... People who do marketing, they do market studies, you know, and, and, and when they do make movies, they do studies like that to check and see how is this working with an audience? What are they doing here? So right. if if so, people have studied what are what are people's attention spans? How many characters can they can they take in in a sitting? You know, what's going to make their eyes roll in the back of their heads and they're not going to care anymore? What's not? OK, let's go towards the not. Sounds good. So. Right. Here, you know, just with MCU and here, they have a very good balance there. But I would say they're doing it better here because they don't have the they don't have the same push that the MCU had to get to this bigger, greater story. They're just having fun with it here. Like they're just adding stuff to it. They don't have a big end game. (laughs) That was a pun because I wasn't actually even going towards end game. But um, they don't have something that they're working towards. They're just going with it like, then we can do this and then we can do that. I mean, maybe I'm just making assumptions here, but I don't think that they have. I don't think it's finite. You know, they, they don't have like, you know, they're not creating season two with season five in mind. No, no, no I mean, and, and, and I think that's that's the difference. Like some shows come out and they're like, we're doing this many seasons and that's it. Oh, cool. Right. You know, where other shows are like, let's just keep milking this until nobody cares anymore. Walking Dead, you know, right. and then. Well, it's funny because you mentioned that because like even like you're a Doctor Who fan. When they did the Matt Smith character and they talked <laughs> about um, silence will fall. They introduced that real fast with him. And then the end of the second season that he is in. In the third season, they start bringing it to you know, the the where it actually so it actually took, they introduced it in like the first episode that he is in, and mm-hmm. then at the end of the second or third season that he plays in is when they kind of finally bring it to that final stance. Um, mm. So the writers knew in that first episode that it was going to be something later on. I don't think they're doing that in Cobra Kai. No, 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 no. To your point. There's no, you there's no fish fingers and custard here. So Right. I mean, they're they're doing it, you know, they're thinking in the moment, what can we give right now? And then right. 
they're writing everything else later on going okay how can we just make it better you know so so here's i'm gonna i'm gonna admit this again um i am very 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 out of touch with the karate kid movies i remember the first one Second and third, I don't remember. I, I know that as we get into other seasons of this, we're going to start being introduced to some other characters that are from the movies. Mm-hmm. I, I knew eventually they'd have to do that, but I didn't realize how much it was going to change for me. So I know when we get, is it third season, we start seeing some more from uh, Karate Kid is two. It 3? No, it's two. 2. Okay, when he's in Japan and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so... Which um, I don't remember of, that at all. Speaking of that, um, our friend Dan. Um, yep. Uh, Ferris, Farius. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's never seen two or three, and he wants to see them. So well, we, I have a big screen right here. Yep. <laughs> so we should, movie night coming up. <laughs> movie night coming up. Uh, actually, right now I have a, we have another friend of ours, Dan. Um, also from our church, who's never seen the Ghostbusters movies. And last week we watched 89. Oh, no, sorry. No, we watched 84. We're going to watch Ghostbusters 2. Um, maybe we, this week, depending on how we feel. And then we're going to go into the only one that was this the third installment because we don't talk about Ghostbusterettes. Right. So don't we, don't we have a friend, too, that um, he loves her enough to propose to her? But not enough to show her Ghostbusters one before they watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes, we do have somebody that we know. Do we call them friend? Uh, after hearing that, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I don't know them. Why I feel like I've never that? known them. <laughs> Why would you do that? Hey, Why would you, you bring them to see Ghostbusters Afterlife? It's like, have you seen Ghostbusters? No, but I'll, I'll watch this with you. No. So now I have less respect for her. Like, why would you say yes? Right. It's like. It's like, have you, have you seen Lord of the Rings, Return of the King? Well, you want to go watch that? Sure. Did you watch Two Towers and Fellowship of the Ring first? Nah. No. Oh, well, it'll be all right. It'll be a good movie, though. <laughs> it's just it's just sad. I mean, I don't care. I mean, they could have just called me up and like, hey, can we watch one and two? Yeah, come over. Yeah. I've, I've got four hours. <laughs> sure. Three and a half. <laughs> Let's do it. D- did, you, did you watch Spider-Man No Way Home? Yeah. Yeah, but did you watch Spider-Man 1, 2, 3, and then Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2? No. <laughs> yeah, and Spider-Man Homecoming, and Spider-Man Far From Home, and, like, everything else from the MCU. <laughs> did you watch all the next the Netflix originals from Marvel? Nope. Oh, okay. no. Go back and watch those, then come back. 11 hours and 47 minutes later. <laughs> I saw another one. Uh, I mean, whatever. Spoilers, blah, blah, blah. At this point... Everybody should have seen it, but it was a it was a text message between um, Matt Murdock and um, and Peter Parker, and they're going back and forth it's like, "Oh, good news, Mr. Parker. Apparently, um, all the charges have been dropped, and you're good." And he goes, "Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Thank you so much for all of your help." And he's like, "Wait, how are you reading this? I'm a really good lawyer." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, quick joke before you leave. Oh, what do you? Okay. What do you call a magician with no magic? Oh, uh, Ian. Ian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. That's totally Ian. I know Ian. He has, he has no magic whatsoever. Right. Anyway. Anyways, well. with that being said, this is the end of episode four. Um, it was a, another fun night of a new hope? conversation and chat. So, 
Thanks, everyone, for listening, and have a great night. See you later.